My name is James Rowlands. In 2015, I teamed up with my friend Dan White to create the Dubbing Our podcast. Since then, we have been giving you everything that's happened on the WWE Network. Now, in 2018, not only are we live for the big four events and every NXT takeover, but we celebrate 20 years since the birth of the Attitude Era. Plus, every month we'll bring you 205 Live, collections, new content, W pay-per-views and latest news on the WWE Network. Until we've watched everything, we are with you and we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 181, it's the WWE May Young Classic Part 2. Two. Before we start anything, though, let's have the alternate intro. And there are going to be people along the way who will try to undercut your success. But if you just focus on the work and don't let those people sidetrack you, someday, when you get where you're going, you'll know that it was you and the people who love you that put you there. And that was the iconic Taylor Swift... Now, the intro. Last year, WWE made history with their first all-woman tournament. 32 women were picked from around the world, and the WWE Network played host to a show that you couldn't miss. From Candice LeRae and Tessa Blanchard to Shayna Baszler, it played host to great in-ring action. Best of all was saved for Kari Sane, who didn't have anything less than a four-star match and went on to win the entire thing. She is now, of course, NXT Women's Champion. So would this year's competition be able to match or even take it to the next level? Mm, who knows? The WNL Podcast presents the May Young Classic 2018. We have the end of the first round, so eight matches on episode three and four, which were on the network September 19th and 26th, and with our picks face-up. Here we go. We're going to find it all out here on this one. Uh, but WWE moved to 05 Live to Wednesday nights, which means Hump Day now contains three hours of wrestling with the Cruiserweights, NXT and the May Young Classic. This week was the third episode of the tournament and it features some familiar names from both WWE alongside some new talents. Former Divas champion Caitlin made a return to a WWE ring as the only competitor in the entire tournament to have held a title with the company, so there were more pressure on her than most of the performers to put on a good show. Several competitors from last year's tournament and a f- handful of fresh faces from the independent scene joined her. Well, let's go through each match from the third episode of the 2018 May Young Classic. What doesn't kill me makes me And our first match is Caitlin versus Kavita Devi. And she is... So I'll start oh, off you've with... You've gone for Caitlin. <laughs> I'm backing Caitlin in this match now. But Kavita Devi is my pick. Five foot nine from Harana, India. And she's a powerhouse. 
Just under a year into her WWE career, the scary, powerful Kavita Devi is really accustomed to making sports entertainment history. In 2017, she became the first Indian woman to compete in the WWE ring at the first Mae Young Classic. One year later, she became the first Indian woman to sign a WWE Performance Center contract and compete on the grandest stage in the mall when she fought in the WrestleMania 34 Women's Battle Royal. She was even named one of India's finest ladies, distinction given to the high-performing women in a variety of fields. A champion powerlifter, Devi was trained for the ring by former World Heavyweight Champion, the great Carly. So basically her moves are a big <laughs> chop to the head and a Punjabi plunge. You, you're you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked at how impressed you're going to be. Her Herculean strength carries over to the squared circle where she slams the air out of her opponents for cutting them down with a big roundhouse kick. Can Devi soon make even more history by becoming the second winner of the Mae Young Classic? I think so. Well, her opponent, Caitlin, she's five foot six from Houston, Texas, and her style is hybrid. For former WWE Divas champion Caitlin, the 2018 Mae Young Classic isn't just an opportunity to compete against the best female competitors in the world, it's a homecoming. Once a staple of what is now known as the WWE Women's Division, Caitlin left WWE in 2014 after a dazzling ring career to launch her own women's fitness and apparel company. While away from the ring, Caitlin showed her entrepreneurial goods building celestial bodies with a Z from the ground up. Forced to watch the WWE Women's Evolution take shape from afar, however, Caitlin found the allure of sports entertainment never left her. She began training for her in-ring comeback last year and now stands ready to re-enter a WWE ring for the first time in four years. Caitlin returns to action stronger, smarter and more determined than ever. The only thing missing in her comeback story is the final touch, winning the 2018 May Young Classic Trophy. Yeah, and that is our first match of the night. And in our familiar faces to the WWE Universe, Caitlin returns to WWE ring for the first time in four years to battle Devi, who, of course, not only my pick, but was in the May Young Classic last year. The former Divas champion offered a handshake as a sign of respect, but Devi refused to make sure the crowd knew she was a heel in this scenario. Oh, here comes Caitlin. What do you think she looks like? She looks like a generic female wrestler. Put mm, a bit, won't she, Fatty? Yeah. She's got some tits and all. I can't believe Caitlin is going against my pick in the May Young Classic at the start. You've <coughs> already lost one, haven't you? You've lost one. I have indeed. Yes, I've lost Diona Peruzzo or Ariel Monroe. Ariel Monroe. Yeah, Ariel Monroe's gone for you. And uh, let's see if Kavita Devi could do any better. And of course, we know later on as well, Zia Brookside versus Io Shiara. Two of our picks going at it. That'll That's be on next episode. And uh, we've also got Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Pick, and uh, she's got Ginny. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, we've got my other pick as well, which is Isla Dawn. So she'll be competing soon as well. Um, in fact, she competes against... Nicole Matthews. Yeah. Oh, here comes Devi. <laughs> so here we go. Colin Elbow top to start. And Devi showing her power, slamming Caitlin down right into the ring mat. Caitlin's had some tattoos to her look. Bit more darker side, another colour of a tie up, and I think Devi will definitely have the power advantage here. Well, Caitlin there managing to get out. Snapmare takedown, running clothesline now to Devi. Well, she's got a lot more intelligence than, uh, well, in ring intelligence than Devi. She's been in a WWE ring a few times, former Divas champion. And that's got to play a vital role in this. Everyone, the other 31 competitors in this tournament will be looking at Caitlin as a very strong favourite. Like I said, winning gold here in uh, WWE. But Devi will not be stopped. Nice backbreaker. 
And a choke slam down. Going for the cover. This could be it already. Two. Oh. I think the referee's a bit biased. Well, <laughs> that was a quick count there. And now a chop by Devi again. Going for the cover. Caitlin managing to kick out. Ah. Too quick. Too. Two, two. Devi again slamming her down. Another cover. Caitlin kicks out. Ah. Well, Devi's uh, certainly on top so far in this match. Well, she's impressing me, and that's why I picked her for. Kick to the back of Caitlin. And now she's got a really interesting submission here. Choking her out under the knee. Whilst got the arm breaker as well. And Carly, all experience as well, being trained under former World Heavyweight Champion. So, James, who did Caitlin beat to win the title? I knew you were going to ask me that. Uh, it's around the time of AJ, wasn't it? So, I'm going to say Nikki Bella. Eve Torres. Oh. At Raw 20th anniversary special in Houston, Texas. She, how long did she hold it for? Caitlin being worked on that submission, still managing to roll Devi out of it. But Devi picks up on her shoulders. Who did she lose to? Oh, AJ. AJ yeah. Lee <laughs> at payback. <clears throat> Devi goes for the clothesline. Caitlin counters with a forearm. And that might have had an effect on Devi because she's rocked a little bit. Screams back. Caitlin now running the ropes. Nice shoulder tackle there. Taking Devi down. Irish whip. Back elbow by Caitlin. Now managing to slam Devi down. Caitlin making a bit of a comeback here. So she's left the WWE, started her own business, fitness bodies with a Z. Yep, and now she's come back here trying oh, to put... Celestial bodies. Trying to put Devi away. Is that a cannonball? Yep. Three-point stance, a la Mojo. And you still got a chance in the crowd. Spear. Oh. Spear. Two, Two three. And James is out of here. Damn it, damn it. I'll lose Devi in the first round uh, against Caitlin. I mean, Dan, what did you think of that match here? I've just got to take a moment about my pick. It wasn't a terrible match. You know, Caitlin's still got it. She's uh, She come into it. I'd like to see a bit more Kavita Devi. I don't know if this will uh, improve to something because she didn't do too well last year, did she, Devi? No, Devi got eliminated last first round last year as well. Uh, but she's signed to an NXT contract, so... So, you know, maybe seeing her in the NXT, she's... Again, it's a powerhouse. It's something that's needed in WWE. Let's just hope she doesn't come as cannon fodder to try and put other talents over. But she's, uh, she's certainly got something in her. Yeah, I think she has. And Caitlin, uh, I think, needed the victory here because obviously she's come she goes through the next round to face the winner of Mia Yim or Alison Kay so that would be an interesting match up there Caitlin gets the victory I mean it was okay wasn't it it's the right way to start and let's hope the uh, the episode improves now indeed yes well so far we've had one two of our women yeah and so far two of our women have been eliminated oh my god well another one of your women's in action next dan oh fuck it's your pick tony storm Ginny. Devi. all right notes and highlights from the first match quickly Devi is the first female wrestler from india to earn a WWE contract a uh, few other indian wrestlers from next who were at ringside to cheer her on well Devi looked good in this match but she needs to work on her footwork she looks a little sloppy at times well the welcome made Caitlin feel good about returning the WWE universe wasn't always kind to her during the first run so it's nice to be showing some respect 
So, yes, Ginny versus Tony Storm. Dan, will you lose another one of your picks? And let me tell you a little bit about Ginny. Five foot nine from Hawaii, India. No. Five foot six from London, England. And she's technical strong style. So you're going against an English woman. How dare you, sir? A snobbish, posh fashion fashionista hailing from West London's ultra-exclusive Nightbridge district. Ginny is comfortable modelling this season's trenches halt Couture on the runway as she's exchanging forearm smashes inside the ring. The first female graduate of Progress Wrestling School, Ginny has stolen the spotlight in promotions across the United Kingdom for the past three and a half years. Known for her aggressive style and domineering attitude, Ginny likes to impose her will on her opponents, as W fans got to see when she stepped into WWE for the first time during the 2017 WrestleMania Access. Armed with a powerful offence that includes a middle rope X-Factor and a ripcord clothesline, Ginny plans to turn heads as she eyes the 2018 Mae Young Classic trophy. And I'm not going to go against uh, an English woman. Tony Storm, she's 5'5". She's from the Gold Coast, Australia. She's got strong style. An NXT UK superstar. So NXT UK superstar. You know NXT UK superstar? Yeah. <laughs> Tony Storm is coming to rock the May Young Classic, a nine-year veteran of sports entertainment. Storm has a style and swagger clearly inspired by the 80s LA metal scene, but her ring game is unmistakably 90s Japan. Her mix of Japanese strong style, British technical grappling, and the odd bit of high flying has taken her to championship heights in promotions across the world. After making the semi-finals in the inaugural May Young Classic in 2017, Storm returned to WWE and gave NXT Women's Champion Shayna Baszler a run for her money inside London's Royal Albert Hall. Even in defeat, Storm showed her skills have only sharpened as one of the faces of the UK, uh, NXT UK's nascent women's division. Storm looks to prove she's a superstar to beat and nothing would support that claim more than taking home the trophy in this year's May Young Classic. Yeah, well, WWE's already signed Ginny to an NXT UK contract, you see. But the real selling point for this match was the New Zealand-born dance pick, Tony Storm. Well, these two are familiar with each other from their time working for Progress, Progress Wrestling. So they came into this bout with a level of established chemistry. And Storm had the crowd on her side from start. Maybe to finish, <laughs> to start to finish. But Ginny may have earned a few fans after living a good performance. So, hope she can. We've seen Tyler Breeze at ringside. See, and you love the Iconics, James. And they're here cheering on Tony Storm. Oh, dear. Oh, here comes Ginny with a screen. She's very skinny. Her uh, arms, is that just me? No, she has got skinny arms. I mean, Tony Storm, Dan, tell me why you picked... We didn't really do it last one, but we've got a little bit of time now. Why do you pick Tony Storm as your pick this year in this pick? She impressed me last year. She impressed me against Shayna Baszler. And, yeah, you know, I think she's one that can actually do well and not get knocked out in the first fucking round. <laughs> yeah, let's see if we can get any picks through. And uh, No, I do like Tony Storm. She was on my list of uh, picks, but... I decided against her. I think she's got everything that WWE likes in a superstar as well. You know, I'm not saying Dan that similarities between her, maybe like Alexa Bliss or something like that, but their styles are completely different. Oh, again, Tony Storm going for the handshake, but Ginny just slapping it away, showing that she's the heel in this match. And what, another thing that I like about Tony, she's got the Mojo Rawley line under her eye. <laughs> Come on, Tony. <laughs> well, we'll see what she goes with tonight. Got an elbow tie up to start, as always. And Ginny it looks to be quite smaller than Tony Storm, but Ginny that won't put her off. Ginny is skinny. Ginny is very skinny. 
Bit of a stalemate there, though. And again, you know, Ginny, she's one of the names throughout the tournament that kind of stood out to me as well. You know, she's someone that I've heard of, reputation around the world, you know, aside from WWE. Yeah, this is the thing, you know, Progress Wrestling's kind of become a kind of home for WWE talent before they actually get there. And you see a lot of the women's wrestler wrestlers have gone through that. And, you know, Ginny already been signed to NXT UK. I think we will see a lot of, uh, you know, both these ladies still very young. So there's a lot of future. I think Tony Storm has got the most potential, apart from maybe my pick, that <laughs> I think that's the one that kind of stands uh, out. You've either got um, uh, Isla Dawn. Mm-hmm. Are and I've still got Zia Brickside, so we've still got two women in at each. Yes, yeah, we're still <laughs> playful. I think Io Shara is going to be uh, great when she fin- when we finally see her for the first time. Uh, I'm hoping to kind of Kari Sane it, you know what I mean, to try and rock it uh, all the way through. It'd be nice to get someone out in the first round, like, you know, it is a moment in time. Why, why have you just gone for Io Shara? It's as if you know the results and know who's going to be in the final <laughs> against Tony Storm. <laughs> We did it before the finals. <laughs> Tony Storm in control at the moment, working the arm over. Oh, and a vicious forearm, Ginny, on Tony Storm there. And Tony Storm responds with a beautiful combination. Yeah. Then Turns he... Ginny inside out. Well, finally with a kick. Huge kick. Oh, running knee to the corner. Now Storm's got the crowd behind her. And Ginny there using a bit of experience. Get the referee to break it. Oh, and Ginny sends Storm face first into the turnbuckle. Oh, goes for a cover, but only getting a two count. Two, and now look at Ginny mounting Tony Storm, raining down the punches. And Storm might be a little bit overconfident, like I said, done well last year in the May Young Classic. Snapmare takedown, kick to the back. Ginny seems to be enjoying herself. Goes for a cover. Oh, but Storm managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Who knocked Tony Storm out last year? No, it's Kari Sane, wasn't it, in the semi-finals? Is it Sane or Basler? No, it's Sane, because Basler, I reckon, Martinez. beat Martinez, yeah. Now Ginny, working on Tony Storm in the corner. Brings her out. Suplex. Floats over, goes for the cover. Storm two. again. Oh, only getting a two count. Two. And now Ginny, got the sleeper. Got the submission on Tony Storm. Just trying to work her arm and neck. Tony Storm, she beat Alicia Raymond. She beat Lacey Evans. She beat Piper Niven. She lost to Kari Sane. I mean, that was a cracking semi-final last year, Tony Storm. But this one has turned to a great one because Ginny just hip-tossed Tony Storm into the turnbuckles. Goes for the cover, but oh, Storm managing to kick out. Uh-huh. And your pick was nearly out there. She's just lulling her in. Rope it dope. And Ginny going back to that submission. Arm drag takedown to break the submission hold. Storm sending him over the top, rolling up for a cover. Two. Ooh. Ginny getting up quickly, and that forearm again. It's been a great weapon for her here tonight. Goes to the Irish whip. Tony Storm reverses. Ginny goes under. Rolls through. Wow, that was great transition into the submission. And my God, and you can see the tears in her eyes from this submission as Ginny is just pulling... Tony Storm, there's nothing she can do about this at the moment. Oh my God, Ginny just wrenching away still. I don't think there's as much talk on that as there would be for a Bulls of Jericho or a Boston Crab though. Yeah, but how can she, I don't know how she goes. She's got a foot out now. Well, she's got an arm out. And Ginny now just kicking Storm in the back. 
Oh, there you go. Got the arm free, managed to get to that bottom rope. But great work by Ginny. Well, that young fella, Ginny. Right, the thing I like about her is that she's, she's capitalising on it as well, you know, going, not taking any time at all, going down with the strikes. Now she's talking a little bit of trash. And now slapping Storm across the face. I don't think Tony knows where she is at the moment. Bounces Storm's head fat. Bounces Storm head first off the turnbuckle. Irish rips her to the opposite corner. Comes in with a head of steam but runs into a boat from Storm. That's nice by Storm jumping over. Now it's got Ginny. Oh my God. Fucking hell. A snap German <laughs> suplex. <laughs> Storm saying it's over. Well, remnants of uh, Rikishi there. Well, a big hip attack and now Storm's hooked Ginny up. Double underhook. Powerbomb. One, two, three. So she hits a Storm Zero and wins the match. And Dan, you get the very first point of the very young classic. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Dan gets a point here. And it's very, very interesting reading. Of course, we'll update you on the bonus points at the end of our podcast here today we're gonna have another episode after this we're two matches down uh, i gotta say that was a great little match i think jenny really impressed me there with uh, a kind of innovative offense you know and uh, i think storm does look like a star dan what are your thoughts on that one yeah it's certainly going in the right direction um you can see the chemistry these two women had i don't think the size of jenny slowed her down one bit and you know storm's experience and just general ferocity as well helped her win that match. Well, Ginny had some unique offense throughout the match. She's someone to keep an eye on in the UK division. And Dan scores his first point as Storm advances. Do you know uh, Storm's attire, attire was inspired by Harley Quinn? Well, up next, it's it's not one of our picks. But let's just, just say, Tony Storm goes through Dan. Who should go face? Um, Tony Storm's going to face either Hiroyo Masumoto or Rachel Evers. Just mm, a matchup. We are not done yet, though, James. Two more matches on this card. Zia Lee versus Karen Q. Battle. Who do you want, Karen Q or Zia Lee? Well, oh, I'll right, go... no, I'll go Zia Lee. Yeah, I think I was Zia Lee last year. Yeah, you're right. I'll go for Karen Q. She's 5'2 from Chinatown, New York, and she's a technical slash high flyer. And if you want a competitor who's tough, cunning, energetic, aerobatic, and just flat-out entertaining, look no further than Karen Q. A gymnast for more than a dozen years who earned a Division II scholarship for volleyball and diving, Q uses her astonishing athleticism to keep her opponents guessing what's coming next. Her gymnastic prowess is on full display when she dashes across the ring before exploding into a cartwheel backhand spring forearm. A cartwheel backhand spring forearm. The cerebral Chinese-American who earned her master's degree in nursing while training for the squared circle Blitzes the competition with a dizzying combination of technical wizardry and breathtaking aerial assaults. This softens them up for one of her favourite holds, a spine-rearranging variation of the Boston Crab. Oh, look who's in the crowd. It's Johnny Gargano. And last year's made young classic competitor. He had a good match against fucking Tony Nath. Candice LeRae. Zia Lee, she's five foot three. From Chongqing in China, she's a striker. The first chink, the first Chinese woman to ever compete in a WWE ring, Zia Li made her in-ring debut at last year's May Young Classic, becoming James Pick, a lifelong combat sport athlete. Li was a top-flight fighter in the Chinese martial art of 
Wushu before joining the W Performance Centre in January 2017. Lee leveraged her unique skill set in a high-pressure debut in the inaugural classic, unleashing a torrent of strikes against Mercedes Martinez that bellied Lee's relative limited sports entertainment experience. Equipped with lightning-fast kicks and an unpredictable offence, Lee hopes to make the W Universe members in China proud with a winning performance in this year's tournament. Well, Zia Lee was eliminated in the first round of last year's tournament by Mercedes Martinez, so she was looking for redemption against Karen Q in the third match of the evening. Q was born in the United States, but both women were proudly displaying their Chinese heritage during their pre-match interviews. Instead of the usual handshake, they bowed to show their respect for each other before engaging in the exchange of kicks. Lee's entrance was great. She had good music and a fan routine she performed was unique to her character. Q showed some nice acrobatic skills when she was in control. Aubrey Edwards made a debut as a WWE official in this match, joining Jessica Hart as one of the only female referees in the company. So, Aubrey Edwards, we welcome you to the WWE podcast. <coughs> WWE WNR podcast. How many episodes have we done? <laughs> She's not as fit as Jess Carter. No, Jess... Oh, you think so? I don't know. She looks like a bloke. So here we go. It is Q versus Lee. Karen versus Zia. Who are you going for this one? I'm going for... Lee. Which one's Lee? The Chinese one. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Which one's Q? Uh, Q is the one on your left. Not her, that one. Oh. oh, here we go, that's nice. And here we go, they're going to start off. It's going to be like Street Fighter. Oh, Q went for the kick, got caught by Lee. Leg sweep. But a nip up by Q. Oh, that's nice, bow to each other. A show of respect between these two women, <laughs> followed by a slap from Q. And Lee's like, what? She is not happy about that. Q's like, why don't you just calm down? Oh my god, slap combinations of strikes. Oh, that's a kick to the leg as well. Oh! oh but Karen comes out of the corner with a big boat knocking Lee down. It's a different style, now goes to the mount and comes down with the punches. You just imagine that New York attitude <laughs> with the Chinese tradition. Throws Lee into the corner. Oh, beautiful by Karen Kula, handspring elbow. Follows up with a couple of big back elbows and a kick. Using the full length of the ring to get the speed up and the impact even more. Explode the suplex there. Goes for the cover on Lee. And Lee managing to kick out. Uh-huh. So I'm quite I'm focusing a bit more on the referee than I normally would though. <laughs> just to see what accounts like and you know, see what positioning likes in the ring. I don't know why. Well, there we go. Kick. Well, Lee managing to spin out of that. What was that? A bit of a Boston Crab? But she cartwheeled out of it, landed on her feet and delivered a kick. And it's impressive by Q so far. Now picking up for the suplex. Lee managing to get out of it. Goes for a clothesline. Dodged. The full Nelson slam. One, Q going for the cover. Oh, But Lee managing to kick out. Oh. And then maybe Karen's getting a little bit frustrated. She's got the cravat locked in now. That's beautiful there. The thing I love about this move is the harder you fight, the tighter it gets. <laughs> what? I'm talking about the move. As Zia Lee can't really do anything now. Well, the more she fights, the looser it gets. Q 
goes for the double axe smash, but he's dropped. And now Lee finally gets some separation. He's going for those lightning fast kicks. And she's working the quad area, taking her down. Double palm strike to the chest, knocks her down, followed up by a kick. Oh, looking oh. for the head shot. <laughs> the Cute ducked it, but Lee spam round, hit her, hit her with the heel. Well, the first one don't get you, the second one will. Goes for a cover, but only managing a two count. Two. Accused in trouble, but oh, there we go, jawbreaker. Picks up on the shoulders. Samoan drop. And now Cube's going up. She's looking to put Zero away. Oh! Looking for a frog <laughs> splash, but Lee moves out of the way. Bounce off the ropes. Oh! Kick right to the back, taking out Karen Q to three. Wow. Well, that was impressive there. Uh, Dad, first off, your thoughts on the referee? The referee, I think she's done really well. Her count was there. She was in the right position at all times. I think she's made a better start than Jess Carcar did. I, I think I'll agree with that because you know what the thing is? I, I was concentrating on the match. I didn't even know it's a referee. So that's how you can tell if they've done a good job or not. Um, again, I quite like the different style in this match. You know, the, the kicks and the combination. We, we saw a kind of hybrid of action. And this is what the woman can do in, in more ways than one. You know, it doesn't have to be the same match all over again. We see something different. I enjoyed it. What were your thoughts on the actual match? Yeah, the match, again, it was uh, it was a great combination of stars. These two women meshed really well together. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a good variety that we've seen in the May Young Classic so far. Yeah, it's been very, very good. And Zia Lee goes through to face Diana Perazzo in the next round of the May Young Classic. So that would be an interesting matchup on the second round. Of course, we'll bring you the second round. Oh, hang on a minute. Sign of respect there. Both women bound to each other. Give each other a hug, and that was really nice there between Karen Q and Zia Lee. We'll bring you the second round of the May Young Classic in a week's time. We'll bring you uh, eight matches that are there. Uh, it should be great as we build towards the first ever women's only pay-per-view, which is Evolution, on the 28th October. But now it's yes. time for our main event. So Mia Yim versus Alison Kay is our main event. And we can see with the video packages beforehand, they've got a lot of history going about progress where Mia Yim broke Alison Kay's nose. So that's going to be interesting. But Mia Yim, five-footman from Fontana, California, representing South Korea. And she is a striker. Mia Yim draws inspiration from legendary competitors like Lita and Aya Kong. But with a Muay Thai and Taekwondo background, the self-proclaimed Blasian Baddie has paved her own path over the course of her nine-year career. Lower leg injury put Ye Yim on the shelf following her appearance of last year's Mayan Classic. The rehab helped her refocus. Upon returning to competition in April 2018, she may win in her only goal. Yim has also directed her attention from dives and aerial acrobatics towards strikes and missions, and her ear to ear small and happy to be here demeanour are long gone replaced with a dangerous ambition. Well, Alison Kay, or Sienna as I've known her, she's five foot ten from Detroit, Michigan in the US. Alison Kay was introduced to the WWE Universe in the final match of the episode against one of the last year's May Young Classic fans. And WWE did a great job establishing history between them on the indie scene with a video package. It gave us a good idea of who Kay is and why she hates Yim. This was a more physical contest than the three previous matches in the episode, which is exactly why WWE chooses it to end the show. The crowd was fired up for this one and the women in the ring did not let it down. But I know Sienna, she was from Impact Wrestling. Boo! Um, 
Yeah, well, she's known as Sienna. That's probably why I'll keep referring to her as Sienna throughout this thing. But it is, of course, Alison Kay. Yeah, she's 5'10 from Detroit, Michigan, and she's a brawler. And guaranteed, one of the biggest and savviest bruisers in the Mae Young Classic, 5'10, Alison Kay, has been a force to be reckoned with inside the squared circle for nearly a decade. A native of Detroit, Kay's wrath has been felt in countries like China, India, Mexico, Japan, where she once shared a dojo, where she once shared a dojo apartment with Sarah Logan and WWE Performance Center coach Serena Deeb. Priding herself on being able to toss competition like the lawn darts, Kay uses a ferocious discus lariat in many of her matches, and though her antics inside the ring say otherwise, Kay considers herself a bastion, a bastion of class, always with pinkies up. And uh, that pinkies up kind of a bit of a feud she has with a current WWE superstar, in which uh, Alison Kay went on to say, I decided to ignore the makeup and the pinkies. Uh, I decided to uh, I decided to ignore the makeup and the feathers, but pinkies up really. And that is a shout out because obviously uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch, when they were partners, they had the pinkies up for the tea party, and that is what Sienna does or Alison Kay does when she went into the ring. Impact. So here we go. The bell just sounded. We're gonna get started. A lot of history here. Colin Owe top to start, but a lot of bad blood between these two women as well as we get into our last uh, match on this episode. Of course, we've still got another five uh, competitors to go through to the second round. Who's going to be it? Is it going to be Mia Yim or Alison Kay? And look at this. And they're both going for strikes. Nice takedown by Mia Yim. I'm going to go for Alison Kay. I'm going to go Mia Yim in this one. Is it Mia Yim one of your picks? Was she? Or did you no, no, Zia Lee. Zia Lee was last year. Mia Yim, I thought about Mia Yim, but I've gone into the door and over that, and this is just turning to a slugfest. Interesting what um, Alison Kay said. She wants to break the nose as payback to Mia Yim. Yim getting the armbar in, managing to get to the bottom rope, though. And again, strikes and combinations by Yim. And she catches herself between the second and third rope. Kay comes running in. Yim dodges it. And now Mia on the apron. And a kick. Straight to the chest. Well, Alison Kay, she's nearly a member of the 311 Club. She's in the 511 Club. Yeah, which is not as good as the 311 Club, but no, it's close. No, 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 no. She's a two-time Impact Wrestling knockout. Do you think that gives her experience in this tournament? I think it does indeed, yeah. Yim can't keep Kay down for long, but now deadlift German. Nice block there by Kay. Rolls behind. Pushes Yim off. Oh, my God. That was like the pounce there. Yim goes flying out. Now it looks like Kay's smirking. No, James. She hasn't got a cigarette in her gut. She's just got a smile on her face because she's got the upper hand on Mia. Sends her into the apron and then just chop. And you can see the pinky there. Pinky's up. Yim responds with a nice kick, though. Suicide dive. Oh, that was a bit of a... Crap takedown. Oh. <laughs> well, broken nose. Does that replace a broken hand? I think it does. K was against the ring post. Yim went for the chop. K dodged it. And Dan said, I think she might have broken it. And into the ring apron there as well. Thrown in. K with a cover. But Yim managing to kick out. Oh. And now, surely... Don't call me Shirley. This is all going to be K. She stomps a mud hole, walking it dry. 
I'm going to say it now. I think Kay's going to be a bit of a force to be reckoned with in NXT. You reckon? I reckon. Oh, okay, I'm going to go me and Yim in this one. I've, <laughs> already, no, I've already gone for Sienna or Alison Kay. But I think, you know, down the line. Yeah, and I'm going to say me and Yim is as well. I'm going to exactly copy you, but just the other way around. There you go. Bit and that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you be a dick. <laughs> You can't just let someone have a bit of a spotlight. He's like, no, I'm going to jump all over it and I'm going to put my stamp of approval on the opponent. Uh, a slam there by Kay does look quite impressive. And now it's like a claw on the top of the head of Yim. She's wrenching that neck round to the side. So did you see her performing TNA? Uh, I saw her a couple of times, yeah. What did you think then? She she's not a terrible wrestler. She was going against the likes of uh, Gail Kim, who is a terrible wrestler. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Don't say that people be have so, that people love Gail Kim for some reason. Gail Kim, me him. Yeah, we'll talk about me him. Tries to go for the armbar, but Kay managed to stop it. How was her rapper just slams her down? Now Kay demanding Yim gets up. Oh Yim like goes grabs the leg. Well, luckily enough, Kay's tall enough to be able to get to the ropes. Oh, Yim tries to go for the Pele kick. Kay blocks it. Goes for a kick of her own, but he gets blocked by Yim. And now these two women, nose to nose, head to head. Now, this is a face-off. Both women exchanging slaps, forearms. Slapping a knee to the face to Kay. A bicycle kick there. No, a pump kick. Is it but a kick... And both women are down. Okay, managing to respond. And whoever gets up first, am I going to have the advantage? Alison Kay should team up with Seth Rollins with that little blonde streak in her hair. <laughs> Mia Yim now making a comeback. And Matt Hardy. Three drop kicks in a row. Now Yim's going up to the second rope. Drop kick off. Goes for the cover, but Kay managing to kick out. Ah. Is Yim looking to end this? She's got in the underhook, but picking, trying to pick Kay up. Kay with a backdrop. I don't know, actually, I'm not quite struck on Kay. <laughs> so you said... <laughs> she moves a bit sluggish around the ring. Oh, here she goes. Got her up. It was a gory special. Yim turns it round. Oh, but Kay managing to kick out. Oh. There's a lovely spin-through powerbomb there from Yim. What else can Yim do? This is awesome chance, and Yim with a chop. Trying to get that boot up. K blocks it. Discus clothesline. Unable to capitalise on it, though. And now she's going over the cover. One, two. Oh. Yim managing to kick out. Oh. Didn't hook the leg. Looking at the referee. K is not a happy woman at this moment in time. Goes for the kick. Ducks. Mia Yim with a kick. <laughs> K ducks and then they both hit each other in the head to James's delight. Well, both women down. I'm still not sure who's going to win this one. Well, Yim looking to go to the top rope. And Yim going all the way up, but. K catches her with a big forearm. And now we're a suplex, but Yim blocking her. Yim trying to fight out. Big headbutt knocks K down. Yim perched on the second. Kay catches her. Oh my god, now she's got the foot to the face. Soul foot. 
goes for the cover. One, One two, two, three. Wow. So Yim gets the victory here with Soul Food off the second rope. And it, it showed, you know, she needed a hit move. Like that. That's how hard hitting it was. Dan, what do you think of the match? It wasn't as great as it should have been, if that makes any sense. I think it, uh, you know, no disrespect to her, but Kay looks a bit sluggish in the ring. She doesn't move around as quickly as one would expect. Uh, I don't even think Mia Yim looked that impressive to me either. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really good encounter. It showed that the kind of rivalry these two women had with each other. And again, another little bit different style than we've seen before, you know, between these two ladies. So I think it was a good way to end the episode. I think it's been the strongest episode of the main Young Classic that we've seen yet. And I think most of the matches have not disappointed here tonight either, you know. What would be your match of the episode? It would have to be Tony Storm versus Ginny. Mm, I really, really enjoyed that as well. But about this match, Shelton Benjamin was there to support Yim by sitting in the front row. These two have a long history of messing with each other on social media. Uh, the way Kay tackled Yim to send her out of the ring was impressive. Yeah, that was brilliant. And uh, Yim went for a chop and ended up hitting the ring post. She sold the pain perfectly. Yeah, and they got a This Is Awesome chant after Yim hit a sunset powerbomb. And this means me and Yim go Caitlin in the next round. Of the May Young Classic. So that should be a very interesting matchup. Eight women left. We're going to find out who the final four is to go through to the second round next. So a new segment on the WWE Network Review is what we've been watching on the network. Of course, we've got the podcast every week and uh, we bring it to you month in, month out. But Dan, what have you been watching on the network this past week? Uh, I've been watching the Q&A with Mick Foley, which was after the 20 years in hell special that he done. That was uh, very interesting, just shooting out a lot of questions. A lot of them weren't about what happened in the uh, Hell in a Cell match, but it was, you know, it was good getting an insight into... You know, Mick Foley's life, really. Yeah. I mean, that was 20th of September. Like you say, the questions range from, like, uh, ECW promos that he'd done. I think Daphne asked the question of how he kind of got that emotion out. And I, I loved his response to one of them. He was saying, like, the thing is, I had nothing written down for it. It all just came. I had it in my head. I knew what I was going to say. And I just said it. And if you look back, there might be, you know, 15, 20 times that, you know, Graham, Graham got that wrong. But he got it wrong. But he says it was just the kind of passion and the love. And uh, it talks about Japan as well. I can't wait. He said in a couple of years' time he's going to do the Have a Nice Day tours. I hope they're on the network. It's you know. in about two years' time, I think. The 20th yeah. anniversary for that as well. And he's talking about, you know, the, the wars in Japan when his C4 explosives and uh, barbed wire and stuff like that. Of course, we watched I showed you the DVD of that, didn't yeah. I? Yeah, that was... <laughs> you know, instead of ring ropes, there was barbed wire. Yeah. It's like, fucking hell. No, it really was extreme. And uh, No, I thought it was a really good companion we already had for Mick Foley, you know, and... and that got me into watching East, um, a couple of matches back in 2004, which was Randy Orton versus uh, Cactus Jack. Which he said is his favourite match he's had. You yeah. Know? And, and obviously, you know, having a great opponent like Randy Orton is going to kick it off as well. Yeah. And that, and also he said the second one was Mind Games in 1996 against Shawn Michaels, which I watched as well. Uh, which, a, a great, great match for them. And, and what's weird, 96, you had Michaels versus uh, McFoley, or Mankind, as it were. And then Backlash 2004, when it was Orton versus um, Cactus, in the main event, Benoit, Triple H, and Michaels, again. So you think of how long, you know, how great that talent actually is. Uh, also, your, one of your new favourite, well, one of your favourite programmes on the network had a new episode, didn't it? It did, yes. That was Photoshoot, and they had one with uh, the bad guy, Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. That was... That was absolutely brilliant. It's you know it's going back and looking at an insight of uh, 
how they was doing his vignettes because they was first coming about at that stage yeah, in time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they just, he said, well, you know, I want a Cadillac. I want it with uh, like leopard print interior and, and they got the car and, you know, he's just there shooting his vignettes and, you and know, the, Vince McMahon yeah, was actually stood there over watching him, like, you know, because he actually believed in uh, Scott Hall at that time as well and, you know, had a, a unique insight into Witters as well. Oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, it's Kevin Nash's mask and his outfit was really expensive. Scott Hall was just, like, getting stuff from a thrift <laughs> store and uh, Nash was on, like, twice the amount of money as him and, you know, he's going on about... Uh, like the giant from when back in the NWO days, it's like you know there was there was five or six guys for the NWO, and four of them had worked for WWF yeah. previously. And he went on about the big show and that, and he said, "Yeah, if he liked you, he'd put his hand on his back on your back as he chokes them during it, gently lower you down. If he didn't like you, he'd just lift you as hard as he can and just plant you yeah. into that mat." Well, another thing I liked about it was like the kind of clips that we saw. We saw an illustration of like you said, a giant's clothes, a choke slam. Even at the start, the kind of behind the scenes of the Razor Ramon video where you see McMahon there. They must have so much stuff like this. And even the behind the scenes of the, the Raw, when they were sh- uh, the Raw opening, when they shot it on the building, uh, the roof. Yeah. And they were talking about them to be there. And how weird was that clip of um, the cameraman getting in the like, the, the lift or the elevator yeah. with Razor Ramon one side, Young taking the <laughs> other? <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> And, and that's brilliant. And Scott Hall, even at the end of it, was like, I want to do more. And I think with him, you actually could do more yeah. as well, you know. And I love the friendship with Kevin Nash. And what he said about Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10 in the ladder match. They're going for, you know, obviously the Intercontinental title on the line. He gets the belt in the end. Michael shouts to him, doesn't he, you know? He says to him, yeah, he said, get up on that ladder and celebrate. And he was just going to lay there on the floor. But no, he went up there <laughs> and he got the biggest pop he's ever heard. And, you know, it's it's just the way of... I don't know if it's Shawn Michaels elevating one of his friends or if it's just, you know, Shawn Michaels elevating other wrestlers. Well, this is the thing, because he then even talked about Shawn having a hissy fit at SummerSlam 95 when he couldn't get the belt on properly, you know, and, and having the belt stuck and then losing his temper Because it was a, a new title belt, yeah. 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 And he, you see him hanging from it and then he throws a letter about <laughs> and then finally gets up there. Um, another thing I watched, I caught up with it, it was in uh, back in August. It was the Elias uh, 24-7 documentary. At Walk with Elias. And I've got to say, watching that, that that character is, is fucking fantastic. And that documentary, as a spoof, I think is one of the funniest things out there. To Elias to be able to keep in character for that amount of time and do it. And the people who were backing him, people like Michael Cole and The Miz, and I think the coach. They, Great talent no, there. No, but it's no surprise they picked the most annoying characters that liked Elias. And then, the, you know, the guys that didn't like him. Uh, was having us uh, talking about him as well. I, I just love the fact that WWE can do that, and some people might not resonate with everybody. But if someone wants a bit of humour, I think the Elias character does well. Like, well, I was, I was just ashamed they're not using him. I think in ring as they should. And then another thing I caught up as well. This was a couple of months back, seventeenth of June. The Hardy Woken WWE Twenty Four series. This is the one that I recommended to you. I said. Uh... I said, you know, just a little bit of a heads up. It's quite drug orientated, and you was like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's WWE, it's PG era, it's, it's not going to be that bad, and it's... and and it's just like the worst shit imaginable. And you get the clips of it. You see Jeff Hardy versus Sting at the TNA pay per view, where he's in no condition to perform. Bischoff coming out and being interviewed about it as well, and saying like, no, it's going to end with you getting hit with a Stinger a Scorpion Death Drop. Uh, Sting and Splash, it's over and done with. We're going to call it. And then when the crowd was chanting bullshit, and Sting was like, I agree with it, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, Jeff kind of, you know, sorted himself out. Matt then went on the downward spiral. And, and the clips of him were really fucked up, you know. And Rebel Hardy comes across as a kind of saint for him. That's uh, Matt Hardy's wife now. Cut the kids, cut the kids together. Uh, it's it, it was just such so nice that she was there for him, for him uh, and got him sorted out. And then a kind of woken character that we, uh, the broken character that we be about in TNA and the Hardys, the Renaissance, and that WrestleMania pop, you know, uh, for them uh, when they returned. It's like really special, and of course Matt Hardy winning the Battle Royal the following year as well. Even now he's kind of you know retired. It's, I think it's a good moment they had at least two WrestleMania moments because you think Matt Hardy deserved. It. You think they didn't mention they, you know talk about tag team, but if you put about you know Matt Hardy's firing back in you know two thousand five originally the stuff with Lita and Edge. You know Matt Matt's been through enough, and I think it was good that he's finally on top of the mountain. You know in that point, and with Jeff. I, do you know the jury stood out for me with Jeff Hardy? I, I don't know. I don't know if he's he's sorted his life out or he's going to make another mistake again. I just find it weird that the Hardy boys are forty years old now. You know, it is quite crazy. But you know, it's it's also what was the one I was watching when you had an insight? Is is that the one where you had an insight into their early career as well? Yeah, yeah. You saw them on the trampolines <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So you know they have been around for. A, a long, long time as well, you know, they've they've got the longevity, they was here before the Dudleys and Edging Christian and, you know, they're around after him as well. Yeah, and especially that vicious Hell in a Cell match that we saw, you know, around Orton and Jeff. I, I still think about the year being twisted at this moment in time, uh, which is still good if that could be embedded after all the wrestling that we watch. The first round of the 2018 WWE May Young Classic continued this week with eight new wrestlers competing in four matches. Well, this was the last of the first round contests and W saved some interesting names for this episode, including the daughter of a performance centre coach and a few returning faces from last year's NYC. There was a healthy mix of indie talents and superstars signed to contracts for NXT in both America and the UK, so there was something for everyone. Well, let's take a look at what happened, and of course we've got our picks in action in this episode as well. Well, up first is Rachel Evers versus... Hiroyo Matsumoto. All right, so Rachel Evers versus Hiroyo Matsumoto. Evers is five foot six from St Paul, Minnesota. She's a striker slash powerhouse. Returning for a second May Young Classic, the one woman Minnesota wrecking crew, Rachel Evers, brings a well class strength and a Hall of Fame pedigree to the proceedings. The daughter of W Hall of Famer Paul Ehring and a protege of Lance Storm, Evers medalled in powerlifting before pursuing sports entertainment. She puts a strong to good use inside. The ring, whether demolishing foals with four-way power bombs or in a bombbuster, she calls the graveyard smash. Don't let Ever's irresistible grin, irrepressible grin—that's the reason she also called the, called the Queen of Strong Smile—fool you. Ever's might look happy-go-lucky on the surface, but underneath lies an intensely competitive, dangerous, skilled, and incredible strategic warrior who won't stop until she makes a mark in WWE. Well, Matsumoto, she's five foot six from Japan, and she's a powerhouse. Uh, Matsumoto can be summed up in one word, destroy. It is both a mantra for Lady Godzilla as well as a singular goal whenever she steps into the ring, as the competitors of Japan already know too well. Matsumoto made a professional debut in July 2006. In July 2006, ranked the 25th best women's wrestler in the world in 2017 by Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Matsumoto who is revered for intensity and boundless energy, once held four championships simultaneously. 
Her signature moves include a dangerous high-angle back suplex that she calls the Rock Drop, as well as variations of power bombs, gut busters, and missile drop kicks, all which combine to give Matsumoto one of the most devastating arsenals in this year's tournament. You don't forget, though, Rachel Evans, the daughter of Paul Ellering, returned after coming up short in last year's tournament to battle Matsumoto here. So, you know, got Ellering in her ear. Jessica! She looks more butch than uh, the other one did. Terror. You actually think she's all right? Well, here comes Evans, and I got to say, I got to back her in this match. I do like uh, generational athletes, and even though Ellering was only a manager, it's good that Evans only... is so different. Am I disrespecting managers then by saying that? Yes. Yeah, even though he's too old to be on WTV, gonna make a proud. Cashish. Oh no, he's here. What's the Cashisono? Oh, and here we go. Here comes. And of course, Funaki will be in the crowd for this one. He trained Matsumoto, yeah. How did you know that? Well, here comes Hiroro Masamoto. Hiroro Masamoto. Well, let's hope she can have a classic match here tonight. Because <laughs> I knew that. Yeah. I wasn't being racist. <laughs> of course you weren't. That's what he said to me, Funaki. What I do know what's going on in this match is going to get started now. That's because the bell's just rang. Well done, genius. It has. Jessica Carr's just called for it. We're going to get Rachel Evers versus Masamoto. Are you backing this one? I'm going for the Queen of Strong Smile. Racist. Lady God Viva. <laughs> well, I'm going to go Masamoto. I think she's going to do well in this year's classic. Colour and elbow type to start, of course. And this is like two pit bulls going out at the moment. Struggling to get an advantage. Both women down on their knees. Both women now running the ropes. Ever oh. stops and they run into each other. The immovable object meeting the unstoppable force. Wow. Hiroyo sends Evers to the mat. Evers, oh, managing to take down. Masamoto. Masamoto, and now with a drop kick to the face, goes for the cover, which managing to kick out. Oh. It's going to be a lot of she in the wall. And Evers now trying to get a gut wrench, but Masamoto hanging on. You're with a pudding belly, ain't And a nice gut wrench bomb there. <laughs> Can't get it. Kick out. Oh. Well, you don't think Evers, she needs a better body, do you reckon? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying she's got a bit of a pudding belly. Yeah, but would you say she hasn't got a look to really make it in WWE? Or? It's not about the looks to make it in WWE, James. It's about the talent in the ring. Well, I think you should look like <coughs> a star no matter what, be in the best condition you can if you're going to be a, she's a superstar. She's probably shut out a chav. <laughs> she probably what? She's probably shut out a chav. <laughs> What's that mean for our American audience? Giving birth to a child. <laughs> Well, we don't know. But she looks to go through the second round of the May Young Classic. Mashimoto there. Beautiful drop kick. Goes to the cover levers. This is it. No. Imagine the kick out. Uh. I think the one, if any of them out of the two is going to give birth, it's Cassie's Ono. Mashimoto screams, grabs the hair. Just can't warning her. Can't grab someone like Ponytail. And whips her across the ring. She's definitely the heel in this one, Masamoto. Slap mare down. An elbow just to the top of the head. Nice chop there. Masamoto cutting off for Evers every time she tries to come back. Again sends her back into the corner. And she pushes her into the corner. Comes running in. Grabs the foot of Evers. And then hangs her up on the second rope. Then kicking away. Coming back again. Carl making the count. Rachel with Uncle Hawk. 
Oh my god, here comes Masamoto. She's gonna end Evers here. Oh! Full impact there. Almost ripped her in half. Masamoto go to the second now. Uh, she's certainly happy with the way she's doing now. Oh my god, comes down with a double knee stump. Goes for the cover, but oh my god. Only getting a two count. Two. How did she get a shoulder up there, Evers? She's been beaten up here. She's targeting the body so well, Masamoto. Now trying to put away back suplex. Evers, though, hanging on. Just fighting it. Can't get away from Masamoto. But Evers with the strikes. Trying to turn it to the clothesline. Evers pushed Santiago into the ropes. Oh, spine buster. Oh, Matsumoto again, another one nearly in the 311 and 85 club, 61185. Oh, so she's in the 611 uh, club. She's in the 1185 club. We've seen the 511 club. And now both of these women fighting off. What a war it's been. Matsumoto with a arm. Ever's fighting back now, though. Oh, <laughs> but the wind up from Matsumoto hits her with a big right, drops Ever's to her knees. Goes to run the ropes, but Evers with a kick to the face. RKO! And now she looks to end it. Oh! Sent on. Goes for the cover. One, two. Massive managing to kick out. Ah. And you get a Rachel chant around the universe. For a powerbomb, but Masamoto with a backdrop. She landed on a hip and a shoulder there. Man, George Masamoto. And then slams it down. Springboard spinning leg drop. One, two. Oh. oh. I don't think you can beat Masamoto who kicks out again. Uh. Now Evers slapping Masamoto across the face. Just right hand strikes. Oh my god, Masamoto blocks and now it slaps across the face. <laughs> well, Rachel Evers returns in kind. Sykes herself up. Goes charging towards Masamoto. Both women bouncing the ropes, but Masamoto and or upper clothesline. It goes for the cover, but Evers managing to kick out. Uh. It's been a great match. It has. It's been a hard-fought slobber knocker. <laughs> oh, roll up by Evers. Two. Oh, nearly snuck a victory there, and Masamoto knows it. Roaring elbow. That is lovely. And now snap German, but Evers somehow recovers. Bounces up to her feet. Calls out Matsumoto. Evers kicks away Matsumoto, but oh my God. Rocking clothesline. Was that the last life of Evers? Now looking to end it here. Oh, Evers got the power. Picking her up. Rolls her through low. Matsumoto rolls through. Picks oh, up Evers. my God. Look at the power. Oh, Plants Evers. Huge power bomb, got a hold of the hair again. And now going for that snapback suplex. Oh, folds her up like an accordion. Goes for the cover. One, One two, two, three. three. Wow, what an effort here. And I think Masamoto has got to be one of the favourites now going through. What an incredible performance. No, don't say that because she's going against Storm next. That was, she's going against Tony Storm. Oh, what a match that will be. Going to come in the second round. But all credit to Rachel Evers there. I think she proved she belonged, Dan. What do you think? Most definitely, yeah. She's certainly got talent. She's um, she's a plucky underdog. Most definitely. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the whole package, really. Matsumoto's entrance was great. Sounded like something from a soundtrack. Uh, and the drop kick from Matsumoto from the top rope sounded painful. And I think Beth Phoenix and the competitors did a good job there as well. So, yeah, Matsumoto through to the next round of the May Young Classic. Up next is uh, Tainara Conti versus Jesse Elaban. You take Conti, because you liked her last year in the May Young Classic. I did, yes. Yeah. She spoke to me. In uh, in that way, but Conti, she's five foot five from Rio de Janeiro in Brasilia, and uh, she's got a judo style. Though still a relative newcomer to sports entertainment, Conti's combat sports bona fides are well established. Conti trained in judo for fifteen years, earning medals and a black belt in Brazil before joining the WWE Performance Center in 2016. Considering her mastery of different throws, slams, and submission holds. It's little wonder Conti has assimilated quickly to life inside the squared circle. Shipped by bright lights or big stages either. After debuting at the inaugural May Young Classic, Conti was chosen to participate in a WrestleMania 34 Women's Battle Royal. Conti's WWE journey might have only just begun, but the outlook couldn't be brighter. Well, Jesse Elaban is always seeking adventure. A military child, Elaban travelled a lot while growing up and practised a wide variety of sports, including soccer basketball and track in addition to her specialty of volleyball which earned her a scholarship to Concordia University. She switched her focus to the ring in 2017 where she was recruited to train at the W Performance Centre. Although she's a newcomer to the ring, the long-limbed and ridiculously athletic Elaban has already turned heads and earned high praise at NXT Live events and she looks to make a splash in her W Network debut tonight in the May Young Classic. Dana Brooke. Wow. I think she had more use trying to wrestle in this uh, tournament than being in the crowd. I think there's a lot more women who deserve her spot on the roster. And isn't it weird? They always sit in the same seat, which is in front of um, Bailey's number one fan. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? It was Bailey's number one impersonator. Here comes uh, the nerd. She only needs to hug people and she could be Bailey. Yeah, well, Jesse's coming out here. We see her entrance. She's got a gimmick, of course. Yeah, bruise weight. The bruise weight Bailey. Of course, wearing a Daisy Duke. And here comes Tenara Conti. Hopefully, she's wearing bra and panties underneath that. And she's got her Muay Thai, Muay Thai outfit on. Oh, okay. Dan's disappointed. And there's Judo Black Belt there. Now she's looking at a black belt and looking to put away. I mean, oh my God. Look how different Jessie looks taking the glasses off. I highly recognised her. Who's that on the left? I don't know. Well, she's off in the hand and Conti bowing as respect from her judo background, of course. And here we go. Second match of the last episode of the first round. <laughs> Second of the last of the first. <laughs> on part two of our episode. Two. And Conte straight away going to take down on the arm. Jessica got to be really careful about that. Well, Conte lost to uh, Lacey Evans last year, didn't she? Yes, she did indeed, yes. Of course, there's a chance to Jesse. Both women trying to gain control. Nice back elbow. Oh, my God. And a back kick to the side of the head as well. Kick across the chest. She's definitely got more length on her, you can <coughs> see. So, she's got more height and reach. Nice senton going for the cover, but Conte kicking out at one. One. Oh. Yeah, she comes running in, but Conte sends her on the top rope. Well, the winner of this has set up a match against Lacey Lane. 
And now look how vicious Conti is working the arm against the ropes. Referee's counting. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Trip there from Conti. Goes for the cover, but only getting the two count. Two. Goes back again, but this time sitting on her. Well, it's not a bad way. Trying to get things done. Trying to press all the weight down on her. Conti getting a little bit frustrated. Or she's just angry anyway. Now going to work on the arm. And for those that are wondering, I'll go for Alexa Bliss over Conte any day. Just just putting it out there. I love you, what Bliss. What about Tony Storm? Oh, Bliss. Bliss all day long. Yeah. Isn't it weird you just like blonde women? Little blonde women. It's your preferred choice. Jesse down, working on that arm, stretching Wrenching it. that wrist back. You can almost hear it breaking, but somehow Jesse back to her feet, responding with forearms. Oh, Conti asking if she's crazy, kicking her in the knee and then going back straight to the arm. And just rinsing her fingers down the ring ropes. Bit of rope burn there. Conti loves it. So now grabbing the legs, Jesse hanging onto the bottom rope, trying to wiggle herself free. Oh, that just implores Conti to kick her hands off. Goes to the other one, but Jesse moves her hands. And Tanara kicks the bottom rope. Slingshot sends Conti face first into the mat. Well, the move that doesn't work in real life. And now Jesse finally got some separation. Can she get momentum? Drop kick to the midsection. Follow up with a second. And a big elbow takedown. Showing a little bit of fire. Forearm to the face. Axe kick to the back. Two. Oh, oh. but Tanara's managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Conte hurt her back. Trying to pick up. Jesse Lowe slams her down to three. That was a very innovative slam there by Conte. Gets her a pass to the next round to go against Lacey Evans. That kind of came out of nowhere. Lacey Lane. That kind of came out of nowhere. And uh, we know about her history with Lacey's. I mean, that might not bode well for Conte. Gets job done now and... She's got a look on her face. She is fully focused on going through. Now she's crying. My God. But, Dan, what do you think of the match? It wasn't the greatest match, but it wasn't a terrible match. It was, you know, it, it was a good start off for a match. You know, both women, they certainly show a lot of fire. I'd like to see a bit more of Conti. Not in that way. Well, in that way, actually, but not just in that way. Um, and I think Jessie Elaban, she's, she's a bit of a... A prospect of her own. I think she needs to slightly change up her gimmick a bit though because she's a bit too Bailey-esque and uh, we've already got one of them. Yeah, I mean, it's all about working on your character. I think with Conti, she's got a lot going for her at the moment so I wouldn't be surprised if we see her further on in the tournament. She's moved on leaps and bounds from what we saw last. Always good. And down the character, you know, we see little bits and pieces of that. But we move on and uh, Dan, you've had... Two picks already, and now the next two matches are going to be my two picks. And actually, can I get someone through to the next round? I'm one of my picks. I'm one of your picks. I know, but it's more about me, isn't it? Up next is Isla Dawn versus Nicole Matthews. Of course, Isla Dawn is my pick in this tournament. Come on, Matthews! Well, Isla Dawn is five for eight from Glasgow, Scotland. And I she's wonder a- why you went for her. <laughs> what? She's a striker. 
Unique get fr- gets thrown around quite a bit in the world of sports entertainment, but it's safe to say the May Young Classic has seen a few competitors as a singular, as NXT UK superstar is Dawn. This self-described modern-day witch employs a hard-hitting style drawn from a background in kickboxing and dance, which is be- both beautiful and dangerous, that carried her throughout promotions across her? Europe. Yeah. So she's got to have fun. Because they can't understand her Scottish accent. She's got to have fucking... Subtitles. <laughs> subtitles. They do subtitles for everyone, you no, they dick. Don't. They did it earlier. Well, modified by influences as varying as Goldust, her first W action figure, and Killian Dane, who saw her act in a play and encouraged her to be, begin wrestling training, Dawn is also unique in what she exemplifies. A representation of all women in all stages of their life and a power they hold. Motivated by modern feminist ideas, Dawn also claims she represents never being a woman should be by social standards. She come to the right place. So a woman who believes women should be treated exactly the same as men, and that's why I've gone for fucking hell. It's the Dawn. Well, Nicole Matthews, she's five for eight from Vancouver, British Columbia. From Vancouver, British Columbia, cuss slash technical. There are a few competitors in the May Young Classic who can match the confidence of Nicole Matthews. Since making her debut in 2006 against Becky Lynch, no less, Matthews has turned into a perennial threat on North American independent circuit and abroad. Over the course of her career, she has tangled with everyone from Oscar to WWE Performance Center assistant head coach Sarah Amato. Matthews' considerable experience gives her plenty to boast about. However, after serving as an Otogle Classic instead of competing in Instead of competing in it, Matthews carries a chip on her shoulder the size of the Canadian Rockies. Bold, endlessly aggressive, and never above taking a good old-fashioned shortcut, Matthews is a danger to whomever must face her in this year's tournament. Well, you say Nicole Matthews was uh, an alternate, so was Isla Dawn, and Dawn was introduced during this year's UK Championship tournament when she faced Tony Storm, Ginny, and Killer Kelly. So, I mean, I like Isla Dawn. Uh, the Scott in this one, I hope she does quite well. But, I mean, there's nothing really special, I think, about Matthews as she's coming out here. So can I get someone through to the next round? Please, God, let me get a point, because it's Dan versus James in our next match. But right now is the dawn to give me some chance in this May Young Classic. Nay, bonus points as well. Come on, Nicole Matthews! be such a fucking arsehole for. Why can't we work together? No, you're always against me, aren't you? Yes. That's what the points are about, James. Well, Nicole Matthews shakes the hand of Isidore very, very nice. Maybe holds on for it a bit too long. Didn't appreciate that. Collar and elbow tie up to start. And Matthews backing up Dawn and mocking her. And that's, that's going to come back to haunt you. Yeah. She's... she's She's uh, shit out of chav, or whatever you were saying earlier. State of Matthews. That is so sexist, James. What? You were saying that? Another colour of type. This time, Dawn backs her up. Little tap on the head. Oh, no. Little tap on the chest saying, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Haggis. You're a fucking racist. Do you know that? What you said about Chinese, Japanese, South Korean. Chinese, Japanese. What are these? No, that's not it now. Matthews behind on is the dawn. He's whipped down. Grab the hair. Come on, ref. Of course, this is the new official in there. Oh, nice foot stomp by Dawn. Oh, kick to the back. Kick to the chest. It's been all Dawn. Double knee stomp there. Very impressive. Going for the cover one. 
two, three. Oh, fuck. Well, Matthew's managing to kick out. Uh-huh. She hasn't got long left in this one, though. Here comes Dawn running in. Matthews dodges and Dawn hits the top turnbuckle. Now caught in the second rope. Net breaker there. And Matthews is taking over. Trying to go for the cover, but Dawn easily managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Irish rip by Matthews. Got her up, sidewalk slam, turns it into a bat breaker. And now wrenching Isla Dawn across the knee. Come on, Isla Dawn. We all want Isla Dawn to win, you're yeah. right. Do you know why? Why? She's fucking Ali B. No, she's not, is she? Isla Dawn's going out <laughs> with Alistair Black. My boyfriend watched season two of Stranger Things without me. I'm about to be single at Alistair Black. Oh my god. I told you there's stuff to like about Isla Dawn. There's only one good thing in, in, in Isla Dawn, and that's Ali B's dick. Well, that is a bit sexist, to be fair, but I appreciate her talent, not just her looks, as uh, maybe Alistair Black does. But give us a call, Isla Dawn, if you're interested. Switch from good to great, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but she gets runs for, run through by Matthews. He goes for the cover. And Nicole Matthews with her mum tum, hanging it back in her trousers. Do- I wasn't nasty to um, Tainara Conti. You said you'd lick her Conti. Yeah? Yeah. That was nice. And Matthews with a kicks to Dawn. Dawn's in a little bit of trouble here. Matthews going for a cover. Dawn's still got courage in it, though, to get shoulder up. Elbows to the chest. We haven't seen Ali be in the crowd, though. Is that be a break of character, maybe? Because he's a bit, you know, quiet and that. She's a witch. Yeah, I know, but once she gets introduced, you know, which witch is better? But what's he going to do? Just stand up and smile? That's yeah, not that's uh, not breaking from his character of being quiet, is it? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, actually, you just stay sitting down because Alistair Black sits where he, where he wants. Yeah, you can't see him, Dan. He's in the crowd, but he's on his hat. He's on his. He's he sat down on the floor. Cross. Yeah, exactly. Can't see him over the barricade. Barricade. And Matthews, I hope this is good for me because Dawn's getting a crap kicked out of her at the moment. Come on, fight back. Dawn's managing to fight back with some big forearms. Matthews breaks it up though, looks for a shot of her own, but. Is like kicks the arm away and just kicks to the thigh. Oh, running knee to the head. And now Dawn looks focused. Gonna try to put Matthews away. Come on now. Black mass kick. Well, Matthews holds on to the top right. Look at her mum tum. <laughs> and now Dawn with a kick. Back suplex. Big kick to the face by Dawn. And now she's gonna put her up. Fisherwoman suplex. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh. Somehow Matthews kicked out. Uh. Matthews Irish whip catches the leg of Dawn. Nice back elbow. Dawn staggered. He's caught by Matthews. Oh, looking for a suplex, but no. Blocked. Hits with a big elbow. Oh, Dawn there. Struggled a little bit. Pick him up for torture rack. And is slamming her down. A bit like a variation of the angle slam. Matthew's got the shoulder up at two. Two. And Dawn, you can see the redness of her body. No, where she should be looking at her talent. Where where she's been striked. Mainly on her chest, eh, James? And her arms. Pick Matthew's up. (laughs) Well, they refer to her as a modern day witch, but she's not done anything witch like in her demeanour or her personality. What do you want her to do? Throw a cat at her? Do a spell mid-match. Huh? Well, no, but if she's going to have a, <laughs> if she's going to have something like that, 
Uh, she can at least act a bit Wiccan. <laughs> Wiccan? Well, oh my God, Dawn's in trouble now. Look at the leg, that shouldn't be legal. How's that? Shouldn't be legal. We're stretching her down on the neck. You could paralyse Dawn like that. Oh, well, oh, she fuck. tapped out before she got paralysed. Fucking hell, Dawn. And James has no one through to the next round as of yet. No, Dawn taps out. Bloody hell. What do you think of the match? It wasn't a terrible match. Um, <clears throat> again, it was there was nothing overly impressive from these two women. It was just a standard match. But it, it wasn't terrible. Much of all passable, and it was, yeah, it was good. It was alright, wasn't it? I mean, I'm disappointed in the result. Matthews goes through to face Tegan Knox in the next round, which is uh, a wee bit disappointing. And my only hope now for the May Young Classic rests on one person, and that is Io Shiara. Goes against Zia Brookside in our main event Which next. is my pick. So, yeah. if you want to get through to the next round, James, you've got to go through me. I've already got one through. You've already got a bonus point for going through. You get a bonus point for going through and a bonus point for beating the other. So, Dan, you could be 3-0 and tonight. And you could stand no chance of getting any other points. No, nope, that's be done then for the May Young Classic. <laughs> and then we won't commentate on any more matches from there on in. So then the next rounds never happen and no points ever happen. So before the main event, and two of my picks are out, and Dan, you have and one out. So this is pretty important. Well, a point for who advances, plus a point for knocking the other one out. So Zia is Dan's pick in this one. Zia Brookside, she's five foot three from Leicester in England, and her style is hybrid. And it's sometimes easy to forget Zia Brookside is just 19 years old. Though the youngest grappler in the May Young Classic, Brookside enters the competition already a world-travelled champion, having battled in five different countries and ten states just over a little over three years ago. Just over a little three years into her career. She also boasts an impressive pedigree as a daughter of British wrestling legend and WWE Performance Centre coach Robbie Brookside. The spunky youngster has won the hearts of young sports entertainment fans with her bubbly, upbeat personality. But she's a self-described firecracker who can throw haymakers with the best of them. Those unlucky enough to face the youthful ball of energy will be in dire straits when Brooks drives them through the canvas with a ring-rattling Brooksy bomb. And that's that's impressive. That's impressive. But we talked about the person that was number one in Japan and says women's wrestling is as important as men's wrestling. And it is Io Shiara, one from Tokyo, Japan. She's a high flyer. If you need any additional confirmation that the May Young Classic attracted the globe's best talent, look no further than Io Shiara. Named the top women's wrestler of the year three times by Nap- national Japanese newspaper Tokyo Sports, Shiara was announced as a new NXT signee at W Live event in Tokyo in June. Possessing the same fighting spirit apparent in Japanese greats like Oscar and Manamu Tioto, she always one of the rare performers who can seemingly do it all between the ropes. Her offense is a thrilling mix of audacious springboard dives, bone shattering strikes and suplexes, and wrenching submissions that leave her opponent in agony. And she's other all were a fiery charisma that's made her one of the most buzzed about talents in sports entertainment. When Shiara finally hits the ring at the classic, you're gonna see why. Well, Zia Brookside is the youngest competitor classic at 19 years old, but she's grown up around the business thanks to her father, performance centre coach and UK wrestling legend Robbie Brookside. Maria Shara came into this tournament as one of the heavy favourites, so W was wise to save this bout for the main event of the final first round episode. Cole rightfully referred to Shara as one of the highest profile signings in recent history. She's going to be popular with W Universe because of her exciting in-ring style. Well, this was allegedly Robbie's first time watching his daughter compete live. <laughs> 
Well, the Marsh. Yeah, exactly. The Marsh Shower and Water the Ring was cool. It had references to its talents like Rey Mysterio and Tiger Mask Incorporated. Yeah, Brookside, check it out. I mean, how important is Robbie Brookside in his uh, history and heritage? Well, James, in my own personal history, watching as a youngster uh, an old VHS wrestling tape I used to have, which is the one I constantly refer to, the one that had Fit Finley in it. Robbie Brookside was in there wrestling as a long-haired youngster himself. So, you know, he's, he's an inspiration to me as well. Yeah, and when we went to, um sure, you did and others did as well in the UK, when, like, the kind of WF legends were to come to town, it was like Jim Yavel, Nine Heart of Earthquake and the Battle Royals, you'd see Robbie Brookside on the undercard as well, wrestling throughout. So, you know, he's been around a very long time. But here comes my pick, and look how cool she is. Two points on the line here. EO chance as she comes in. Kari Sane in attendance. Of course, the winner of last year's May Young Classic. And she'll be keeping a close eye on EO Shiara. Knows all about her. And she looks confident and calm and collective. You've got Wanda. Maybe the inexperience is here. Brookside in this one will be an undoing. So she looks good. I look good. And with a trainer of Robbie Brookside, potential for her. Only 19 years old. Got a height advantage. Both women shake and bow. Here we oh, go. Oh, here straight out the gates some big right hands to the chest she's going to try and get this one finished early irish route reversal by shiari though yeah nice by shiari make sure she was in control head scissors by brookside but shiari lands on her zia 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 so he told you the rio chance now he sends her into the top turnbuckle just going to take her time running back elbow she didn't want any father open up any doors even though she's called zia brookside you know oh my god look at the offense of shiara Coming right down on the knees, enjoying herself here. Goes for the cover. This is it. Two, three. Yeah. No, Jump. James. No? No, James. Zia Brookside's still in this one. <laughs> you were saying? Oh. Cross face takedown. Only killers and rapists use that move. Well, and my, she doesn't look like a rapist to me. It's my favourite move. No, she kills him in competitors, Dan. Like she's doing to Zia Brookside. Go on, Robbie, right go in now. there and Brookside's your daughter's opponent. Yeah, Brookside. Throw the towel in because you're at the moment. Well, she rolls through. Gets caught with a knee to the jaw, though. I heard that from here. Might have dislocated the jaw. Goes for the kick. Oh, no. Is she fitter than Conti, though? Brookside managing to block it, did she? I think she did. Yes. Yes, she is. And now hit the jawbreaker. Running the ropes. Face first into the mat. Tell you what, Dan. If she was to win this, it would be the upset of the entire world. Brookside getting a few chance. Goes for the kick, but there we go. Kind of a palm strike to the chin. That's what my pick's all about. Now she's going to finish this now. Come on, Eo. Running in with a lease. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. Brookside's finished. Eo Shara dives over it. First springs up to the top. Oh, moonsault hits it. Two, three. Her knees hit the midsection. Take side. Eo Shara dominant in this one. Dominant in this one. Taking it out, taking... Sorry, what was she in this one? Dominant, taking Dan's pick out. My pick goes through. I get one through to the round. Yay! I get two points. So we'll talk about both scores in a second. Dan, what did you think of the match? As you said, it was uh, very dominant by Shari. Uh, Zia Brookside, I think she's got a good bit of talent behind her, though. You know, not trying to take anything away from her. But Shari certainly is going to be a force to be reckoned with in this tournament. Yeah, I mean, fantastic match. I think one of the best matches that we've seen uh, on the, the May Young Classic so far. Eo Shara's just got such 
star quality about her. But I think, yeah, Brookside put in a good performance here. Very, very good for both women as we move on. And, of course, Io Shirai will go forward to face Zeusies Zoo- in the next round. Who knocked out another one of my competitors, Ariel <laughs> Monroe. And a great show of sportsmanship there, Io helping up Brookside. Isn't that nice? And Robbie's like, you've disappointed me. You've disappointed my family. First time I ever come to see you. I never want to see you again. So that is it. So after that, I, like I said, bonus points after getting two points. What are the scores, Dan? They are 11-0, James. Ooh, they're heading in. And weirdly enough, we're on opposite sides as well. So the only way we could meet is if they both go through to the final. But we're going to concentrate on second round action of May Young Classic next week when we bring you the entire second round, which should be Tony Stormy O'Shara in action on that one our next podcast will be the wnr 182 it will be w super showdown in australia uh dan what have you thought of the may young classic this episode the past couple of episodes you know what I'm saying, it right? hasn't been terrible there's been a couple of disappointing matches but overall it's it's been acceptable nothing's totally stood out yet though we've not had a match of the tournament competitor yet what is your match of the first round so far i think it would be satamora versus killer kelly Either that or Storm versus Jenny. That was a very good matchup between the two. Shari versus Brookside. It was a very good match, but it wasn't long enough to be a match for the tor- tournament contender. Yeah, I, I liked Evers versus Mat- Masamoto. That was earlier, but yeah, I got to say it's Killer Kelly versus Sasamora versus Killer Kelly. I think was my uh, match of the first round. Let's say hope it can improve. But that is it. Anything else about the Mayan Classic, Dan? No, I just hope the next round stacks up well. And uh, we get a few good matches from that. Yeah, and we'll bring that to you next week. But that's it for now. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Rollins across all the Google platforms. WWE Network Review on Google Plus. Send us an email at WNRpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. And come and find our page and give us a like with a WWE Network Review podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, the WWE Network Review podcast there. And we're also up in a new place as well, Dan. Yes, uh, I've just started up, well, we've just started up an Instagram page as well. We're going to be posting all of our NXT pictures, our Raw and SmackDown pictures as well, and other pictures that we like or, you know, that are wrestling related. And that is WNR underscore podcast. Yes, yeah, so make sure you follow us on there. Uh, also, when we talked about YouTube, we've got clips going up there. Podcasts go at the same time. They do other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Stitcher Radio, Spreaker Radio, where we've got our live shows coming in November, and iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. Don't forget, next episode is the Super Showdown. But until then, I have been James Rollins, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody, and bye. Bye.